Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Romans 15, 1 through 13. Well, one thing I can guarantee you is that you want a preacher to practice what he preaches. And we're going to see today, the Apostle Paul does exactly that. If we go back to Romans 12, where again, the book pivots from a lot of doctrinal instruction, uh, not that it was without practical application, but now much more explicitly to practical application. And one of the things he says there is he makes that pivot in chapter 12, verse 2, is do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Now, as you get to chapter 15, we're going to see Paul do exactly that. Chapter 15 continues and begins in the same vein as chapter 14, where we looked at God giving us instruction for what to do when there are disagreements. And we saw what we should do, do our best to please the Lord, and then a bunch of things we should not do, not judging others, not making others stumble, not making Christianity all about the external and not going against your conscience. Well, he's still on those themes as he begins chapter 15, and I want you to see how how Paul and how he thinks through this is very clear that he is not being conformed, and neither should we be conformed to this world, but we should be transformed by the renewal of our minds. If you look at how chapter 15 begins, it says, We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. So there we see Paul, again, coming through with the same ideas as chapter 14, where the strong need to be considerate of the weak. And you can see the natural thing, the worldly thing would be to say, so tired of these weak people. Why can't they get their act together? Why can't they understand? Hey, that's on them. If they they are offended by what I'm doing, that's on them, right? That would be a very worldly way. And honestly, that's probably a way all of us have been tempted to think at points in our lives. They're offended by what I've done. That's on them. Well, Paul is saying, we who are strong have an obligation to bear with those who are weak. And if we're thinking about, okay, how do I not get conformed, kind of pushed into the mold of this world? How instead do I be transformed by the renewal of your mind? And I would say there's no way we're going to do that without God's truth. God's truth is going to be what transforms our mind. And so, Here, we see in verse 3, Paul does exactly that. He's not just going to go with what would be fleshly or worldly. He's going to let the word of God and the teaching of Christ transform his mind. Look at verse 3. For Christ did not please himself, 
But as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. See that? Instead of doing what would be natural and worldly, I'm just going to worry about myself and the weak. I don't care about them. No, I'm going to bear with them and I'm going to focus not just on doing what I want, but on serving others. Why? Because that's what Jesus did. And that's what the Bible tells me. Did you catch that? He's being transformed in his thinking. I'm not going to do what's fleshly or worldly. I'm going to do what Jesus did. I'm going to do what the Bible tells me to do because the Bible was written for my instruction. So you need to follow that example. And even specifically, you need to follow that example in what we saw in Romans 14. Because if you are saying, well, other people should never care what I do and and taking things to an extreme like that, you, you need to be more sensitive to other Christians because you shouldn't just be focused on yourself. And again, I mentioned that yesterday, the whole idea of Christian liberty I think in our culture, sometimes we get it wrong because we think of Christian liberty as what I am free to do for myself. Instead, Paul views it as this is what I'm willing to give up to serve. And we need to listen again to verse 2 of chapter 15. Let each of us please his neighbor for good to build him up. It's not just about pleasing myself. It is about pleasing my neighbor. And so we need to uh, consider how to do that. And we need to use this also as a template for a lot of things that we may be tempted to get bitter or frustrated or think in a fleshly or worldly way about. We need to go to the example of Christ. We need to go to what he taught. We need to go to what the Bible says and let that transform our lives. And one other thing that you will see in this passage is He goes to the example of Christ, but then he even broadens out to bigger theological themes and questions. Uh, You see that in verse 8. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. So you see, he's not just connecting it to the example of Christ, but he's connecting the nitty gritty of some of these controversial issues to this bigger picture that's become a theme of the letter of, okay, what about the Jews and the Gentiles? And he's connecting that to, look, Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in a way that the Gentiles even will benefit and glorify God. So you start with this specific and controversial thing, looking at things like meat sacrificed to idols or different days of the week or or festivals or, or things like that. And now we're looking, okay, to the example of Christ and to the big picture of the Bible. And that's how we need to think as well, not just getting caught up in the nitty gritty of a specific situation, but stepping back, looking at the big picture of the Bible, looking at the example of Christ and letting that inform our thinking. We also see some things in here that should be very encouraging. And that's a good thing for us to remember. Sometimes we think of God's commands, well, they're hard. 
And when we consider that we're going against the grain of our flesh and against the grain of the world, that is difficult because we want to please ourselves. And this is saying, no, please your neighbor and not just focus on pleasing yourself. But we see some glimpses in here of reminders that when we trust God and when we obey, even when there's some difficult aspects to it, his commands aren't burdensome because they lead to what is good and what is best. Consider just the encouraging things that are in these first 13 verses. Verse 5, may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in one accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there, you see, when we do this, when we don't think fleshly, when we don't think worldly, when we think according to the example of Christ and the scriptures, there is a harmony. There is a unity that comes with God's people gathering with one voice to glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Or then you see in the last verse of this passage, verse 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So when we submit our will to God's, when we allow our thinking to be transformed by God's word, the end result is joy and peace in believing and abounding in hope. So I hope you see from just these short this short passage today how when we don't get conformed to this world but allow ourselves to be transformed by the renewal of our mind that will be countercultural that will go against our flesh but it will lead to a place that is good it will lead to a place of a blessing with things like joy and peace and hope So I hope that encourages you to think according to God's word in these specific issues of controversial or different opinions that we would look not just to please ourselves, but to please others. And I hope that this will give you an example in general, whatever other issue may come up in your life today, instead of going according to your flesh and going according to the world, that you would allow yourself to be transformed by the renewal of your mind through the example of Christ, the teaching of the scriptures, and that leads you to abound in hope. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.